Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Standard Chartered Money Insights. This podcast is a part of a mini-series surrounding our 2022 Outlook, which was released this week. In our Outlook, we highlighted three key structural themes, the winds of climate change, embracing a digital future, and China's common prosperity. My name is Steve Bryson, I'm the bank's Chief Investment Officer, and I'm fortunate to have with me today Audrey Goh, who as part of her role runs our investment themes team. And she will be sharing our thoughts on the investment opportunities within our theme of China's common prosperity. So without further ado, let's start. So Audrey, can you give us a sense of what common prosperity is from a China perspective? Well, thank you, Steve. Um, the, the, China, the China common prosperity has been widely regarded as a key policy motivation for the massive shift in uh, regulations as well as crackdown that we've seen on select companies over the past year. At a very broad level, China prosperity refers to one, more inclusive growth and a narrowing of the divide between different groups, uh, be it rural versus urban or rich versus poor. Um, it is also about protecting the environment and also strengthening China's technological edge or competitiveness to ensure that China achieve high quality, sustainable growth over the long term. And even more importantly, is really for China to build and achieve self-sufficiency, especially in areas deemed to be critical for China's future growth and development. Okay, so what are some of the implications you expect from the Common Prosperity Agenda? Well, in my view, the Common Prosperity policies will likely aid China's rebalancing of its economy, uh, more towards consumption, particularly towards the low and mid-income segments, and away from investments in some areas, for example, property over the long run. And at the same time, the pandemic that we have seen since two years back have also exposed certain vulnerabilities in China in terms of its reliance on the West for critical supplies. Uh, for example, China imports between 60 to 70% of its energy needs uh, in terms of oil from the rest of the world. And it is also heavily reliant to the West for things like cheap manufacturing, semiconductors, aircraft, and so on. Hence, building and securing self-sufficiency, especially in the backdrop of US-China tension, uh, will likely be one of China's key policy focus in our view. And certainly, there could be short-term market volatilities because of these uh, policy shifts, uh, but that will also throw out opportunities for investors to take advantage of. And by having an understanding of the common prosperity agenda, investors can then better align their portfolios with this strategic imperative, which we believe will likely to be rewarding over the long term. Okay, so I suppose that um, sort of addresses the, the, the policy objectives of, of common prosperity. So how should investors position themselves within China? Are there any areas or themes within this that we, we particularly like? We like areas or sectors that align well to common prosperity policies, and that includes areas relate, relating to green energy, um, the high-tech manufacturing and industrial sectors, as well as China Internet, uh, which is also quasi a, a consumer tech play. Um, in terms of green energy, China is the largest energy consumer in the world, uh, importing more than 60-70% of its oil consumption and almost 10% of their coal consumption annually. Um, therefore, the shift towards clean energy and reducing pollution 
while part of what it is part of his commitment towards achieving carbon neutrality by 2060, um, it is more importantly also about building and enhancing China's energy security. And we expect the central government as well as state-owned enterprises or SOE in short to take the lead on this. And we are likely to see as a result of this uh, long-term investment uh, opportunities being thrown up and that will be likely centered around renewables such as solar, wind, hydro, for example, as well as less polluting green energy sources such as in natural gases. And at the same time, uh, we are also likely to see increased in demand for electric vehicle or EV in short, as well as related components within the supply chain, for example, for lithium, battery technologies, charging stations, and so on. Um, from, from, from various estimates on the street, we have basically seen uh, estimates in terms of investments into green-related spending ranging between uh, US dollar $16 trillion to about $20 trillion worth of spending that will potentially be spent by China in order to meet its net-zero neutrality goal by 2060. Um, the other segment that we like is really in the high-tech manufacturing space, such as in industrial and semiconductor sectors. Uh, for China to achieve its common prosperity, that will largely depend on their ability to grow its economy in a high-quality, efficient, and sustainable manner. And to do that, that would necessitate them to be self-sufficient, particularly in areas deemed to be quite critical to their long-term development and growth. And in our view, that's where the long high-tech industry as well as the upgrading of China manufacturing base will play a strategically important role. Um, we have seen China ramping up its R&D investments, uh, as well as incentivizing uh, increased private sectors via uh, subsidies as well as tax incentives. And these policies, in our view, are likely to benefit companies involved in high-tech manufacturing, such as in IT, semiconductor, industrial sector, things like technological hardware and so on over the longer term. And last but not least, we also like China Internet. Um, while there are some regulatory concerns over, over the Chinese Internet companies, uh, we believe that they continue to remain of a strategic importance to the Chinese authorities. Um, China Internet companies sit at the intersection of tech and consumption and should benefit from China's longer-term goal of rebalancing the economy growth mix towards domestic consumption. Uh, certainly, we have seen quite a significant capital outflow in 2021 within Chinese internet companies because of the regulatory crackdown. But we also see opportunities over a longer-term horizon for some of them because they continue to remain well-placed to support growing domestic consumption. So even though regulatory scrutiny remains a key risk as we enter 2022, we do expect some of the intensity around regulations is slightly to moderate over time. And certainly, any easing of monetary policy should also provide some support at the margin. And last but not least, we also draw some comfort from technical charts that point to some base building at current levels when it comes to China internet companies, uh, thereby reducing the odds of a significant downside from here. Okay, so um, I guess one of the major concerns investors have these days uh, almost around the world is, is valuations. Uh, is this also a concern for common prosperity-related investments? Uh, well, Less so compared to our other themes, if you look at the valuations tracking our China uh, Common Prosperity theme, they look rather inexpensive relative to their own history. Uh, if you look at the 12 months for earnings, they are trading at around 1% deviation, cheap compared to their own history. Uh, and at the same time, if you look at uh, earnings revision, analysts are currently revising down their earnings growth estimates, but the pace of negative earnings revision seems to be abating. 
with some signs of stability that we, have, we are seeing over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, in terms of our preferred sectors across uh, renewables, semicons, and consumer tech, uh, we do believe that uh, these areas continue to offer pockets of higher growth over the next 12 months as compared to the broader Chinese equity markets. So given where valuations are and the continued focus by authorities on common prosperity, uh, we do see the scope for some potential earnings upside as we run through these themes uh, in 2022. And that could well catalyze uh, positive momentum as well as flows into our preferred areas. Okay, Audrey, um, thank you so much for your insights on today's theme of common prosperity in China. Um, That is all for this special episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you'd like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the rest of your day. And please stay safe. Take care. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.